boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do you want to try it? Fool me five times, shame on me. Late night joke off. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, let me get the football. Oh, not (laughs) even on a Friday. With the topic being the Assange arrest. Doesn't oh. it seem like there's an opportunity for humor there? Well, and and not as comedian. the tee right here. <laughs> Come right. on, Charlie Brown. Kick the ball, Charlie Brown. And I, I'm I'm, think, I'm hoping that it's not, you know, it turns into Trump bashing somehow. It's just a good old joke. And I promise I will hold on to this football until you successfully kick it, Jack. <laughs> exactly. All right, listen. I will, I will risk this even though we have great stuff we need to get to. All right. But if it is bad and depressing, mm-hmm. I demand a one-month moratorium. Reparations. Re- and reparations. That's right. Uh, I will grade each one of these attempts at humor. The low-grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Sean, hit it. The big story is that this morning the founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, was arrested in London. He's being brought to the U.S. on charges of leaking secrets. And he's facing a pretty rough punishment. They're going to make him Trump's new Secretary of Homeland Security. Really? Assange is being charged by the U.S. for trying to hack into a Defense Department computer back in 2010. And in 2010, it was really difficult to hack the government system because the password was password one. Yeah. You expected password, but the one threw everyone off. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange was also arrested in London, where he was dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy looking like Santa Claus with a manifesto. (laughs) You're all naughty. I have it on my list. (laughs) Seth made me laugh. All right, here are your uh, your grades. I believe Sean's laugh was at my disappointment in <laughs> Fallon's joke. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so uh, Fallon with a C plus, oh, uh, uh, Trevor Noah with a C plus, Seth with a solid A. That was a funny joke. But of course, since Noah is a foreigner and has taken a job that American comedians would like, uh, he is downgraded a full grade to a D plus and will be banned from comedy for life even though he's been funny lately. That was not a good joke. Quick look at the latest poll in New Hampshire. State polls matter. Yes. National polls don't matter at all. But a state poll in New Hampshire, it's your second contest. Biden's still in first place by quite a bit at 23%. Sanders, second but distant. Buttigieg, ahead of Elizabeth Warren at 11%. That's her state. That's oh, yeah. where she lives. Oh, I didn't realize and that. And she's ahead of her. Call the family to her campaign's bedside, as uh, it appears things are in their final stages. Uh, what point stages. do you get out when you're not even in the top three in your state? You should be in first place in your own state. Sure. Yeah. That's it. That's supposed to be an easy win. You're in fourth place in your own state, and you're well-known. It's not because, well, people don't know who I am yet. No, everybody knows who you are. You know what it was? Especially in New Hampshire. It was the beer video. That and the fake Indianness. But Buttigieg, third place in New Hampshire. There you go. He's the up and comer. Interesting. Still early days. Although oh, yeah. it's, oh, it's 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 less than a year till the primaries start, right? Oh yeah, okay. uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Iowa is in January. I think New Hampshire is in February. Five hundred and seventy-one days till the actual election, though, Joe. So we're a little ways off. Julian Castro said there's no overstating the cruelty of the Trump administration. Various uh, commentators on uh, cable TV are going crazy over the story that the White House proposed releasing immigrant detainees into sanctuary cities, targeting political foes. Again, everybody going crazy over this. Uh, I would like to state for the record, I think it's funny. (laughs) I'm in favor of it. I like the policy. You think you shouldn't? cooperate with federal authorities in dealing with the lawful and unlawful immigrants and the rest of it? 
Okay, great. You can deal, show us how to deal with it. Go ahead. Nancy Pelosi's district in San Francisco, among those the White House wanted to target. Of course, that would punish the uh, the immigrants. I'm not sure why you would want to do that. But uh, Nancy's on 60 Minutes. Send them to downtown San Francisco. Profile on Nancy Pelosi on 60 Minutes Sunday night. Really? Really? Well, she's uh, an interesting position. She's a uh, Speaker of the House. Nobody thought she would be. And she's got that uh, left flank she's dealing with. So. Mm-hmm. White House officials first broached the plan in a an email back in November, asking officials at several agencies whether members of the caravan could be arrested at the border, then bused to small and mid-sized sanctuary cities, places where local authorities have refused to hand over illegal immigrants for deportation. Again, I just think that's funny. Um, so, <laughs> send your angry emails if you want. I don't care. That's great. Uh, we have uh, received a number of just terrific emails from people. Uh, who who deal with uh, bums and junkies and homeless people? I want to get to one of those, another one of those in a second. Uh, Tony T from Stockton, California, frequent uh, but respectful critic, says that approval poll you quoted uh, yesterday, which Fox News reported, Trump's approval rating was at forty, not fifty-five. Fifty-five was the disapproval, and Fox fessed up to that today. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, Lou Dobbs, the the 58% approval on the economy was right, but the 55% that they put on there as approval was actually as disapproval. Hmm. Well, that's a slight error. Yeah. You made a disapproval approval, so it was the opposite of what you stated. And the day before, you had the Rasmussen poll, which had him at 53% for actual approval. So right. uh, yeah. you know, where are we? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It depends who you ask and how you ask them. But, yeah, it's it's hovering around 50%, probably, which is... Uh, re-electing time, but yeah, that's an embarrassing gaffe, and we apologize for quoting it. Well, we also we pulled from the original poll too, and we were because they, they had approval, disapproval, they had favorable, unfavorable. It was one of the, they had a bunch of different weird cross sections, and if you if you combine uh, a couple yeah. of them, you get different things, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought this was just so good, and you know, I don't, I really don't want to spend my life digging into this issue because I think it would make me crazy, but. The A&G audience is, y'all are really interesting people, a, a lot of you, um, and and people who've taken the time and trouble to write really thoughtful, intelligent, thorough emails about, uh, as as cops or, or welfare workers or whatever, uh, dealing with the homelessness issue. If your wisdom could be brought to the eyes and ears of the politicians who run the big cities, I think fundamental and productive change would take place. I'm, I doubt that's going to happen, though. Uh, we have uh, a note coming up next that's just absolutely terrific Cool about the incredible problem of, of bums in the western United States. It's There's absolutely a plague of bums in the West. Those of you who live elsewhere, uh, <laughs> you know, it's still gorgeous on the West Coast. I mean, it's still... It's a great place to live and work in a lot of ways, um, but it's it's turning ugly. So more on that to come in a moment or two. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is from Massachusetts. I was wrong. More lies from the Armstrong and Getty Show. More lies. Any state that you drive for 45 minutes, you're in a different state. Those two are the same state. And they're, and they're, exactly. And they're side by side. You're the same state. Right. <laughs> Tiny little states that were drawn up when people were riding on horses. I don't recognize those lines. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're so uh, separated as a cultures now. Tens of thousands of people showed up to the Nipsey Hussle funeral last night. Tens of thousands. I'd never heard the name in my life until he was shot. I just remembered it because it's funny. And musicians because of the '70s comedian Nipsey Russell. And, mus- and musicians that I adore and have spent hours and hours listening and reading about, they would have never heard of it either. I'm guessing a lot of the people that were at that funeral. Right. Sure. Yeah. Which is interesting, and we didn't used to be that way. Um, and, uh, people were shot and killed at his funeral, by the way, too. So. And at the vigil, and it's just, yeah. wow, it's crazy. Uh, so speaking of, uh, troubled cultures, uh, we've gotten a lot of just terrific notes about the bomb, the, the, the bomb explosion on the West Coast, in particular, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, San Diego, just Sacramento. Um, I often leave SACDO out of the, the, the discussion, which is a mistake, but. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it anonymous. Uh, Al Anonymous says, I've seen the documentary Seattle is Dying, but more relevantly, I grew up there in Kent and have visited Seattle many, many times. This very well done documentary has it exactly right. And it, it is an addiction and mental illness problem. Nothing could be more obvious. The police are extremely frustrated because they can't really enforce the current laws. The same offenders are literally arrested dozens of times over and over again for theft, aggressive behaviors, blatantly obvious hard narcotics use, possession, only to be released out into the street within weeks or even days. Yeah, aggressive behaviors, that's very frustrating, especially when you're a parent and you're dealing with it, as I did. That somebody can scare the hell out of you, more scared than you've ever been in your life. You can terrorize people. For the safety of you and your children. And the police say, eh, what are you going to do? Right. They just let people act that way, which is disgusting. But Some police, not all police. Right. The DA and city council are determined to force this extreme leniency policy, regardless of how serious the problems become. The key to this problem, whether it's San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, anywhere else, is separating out two very distinctly different groups. The first group are those who are homeless because of genuine catastrophic financial circumstances. For the most part, and here's the key, these are the homeless you don't see out on the street. Many of this category are quietly living in their car or van. Some even have jobs or are students, but simply can't afford the cost of an apartment. These are people who can be helped. I know a guy like that and that I know pretty well. He's homeless like that, and uh, he said, he said, I don't do any of that stuff. I don't go over there and get the food. I don't do anything. I'm homeless, and I survive, and it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I'm not even part of that whole crowd. But, yeah, that, that is a, like a hidden homeless population. Right. These are people who can be helped with low-cost housing, access to better employment or education resources, and so on. But keep in mind, you almost never see those people. Then there's the second group. This is the group you do see out on the street. These are the heroin addicts, meth and crackheads, hardcore alcoholics, 
and some people with severe behavioral and mental problems. Although everybody we've talked to who's actually in the midst of this says that's a fairly small group. Uh, in many cases, it's a combination of both in that hardcore drug and alcohol abuse invariably lead to degradation of mental and physical health. God, somebody who's fried That's their, the interesting yeah, part. Somebody who's fried their brain on drugs, what do you do with them? They can't take care of themselves. Right. They did it to themselves. That's a tough one. This problem will never be solved unless these two distinctly different groups can be separated out and be addressed with entirely separate corrective policies. God, we've been saying that for a long time. The mayor and city council of Seattle are particularly fanatical in insisting that all of the, quote, homeless be lumped together into a single population demographic with vast amounts of money being spent on various programs and facilities which address all the homeless as a single entity. That number being, in case you haven't heard it yet this week, a billion dollars in Seattle. A billion. $80,000 per homeless, they think, being spent. Step one in not dealing with the homeless is lumping them all together as as one thing. There's step one in, in not doing it right. Well, in every city that follows this fanatical compassion, they call it compassion, it's actually the opposite. Every city that does that gets more and more and more junkies and worse and worse standard of living, more and more crime. Exactly why this, the administration in Seattle so blindly committed to such a simplistic and woefully inaccurate assessment of the situation could be a debate, but it is this very policy that's doomed Seattle and other similar cities to their current fates. The pathology of fanatical political correctness has progressed far beyond a philosophical construct and into the realm of overt catastrophic damage inflicted upon the populations of major West Coast cities. That is a very thoughtful and well-written email. And we we read uh, a long note from a cop earlier who was talking about it has become so easy to be a junkie. You will face no legal sanction. You will not go to jail. You will be fed. You will be housed. You will be enabled, in short. Jack, would you like to take the baton and just briefly explain the concept of an enabler? Would you mind? Well, you can keep living your crappy lifestyle as long as you can survive, and the pain is only medium to okay. The pain gets great as in you're going to starve to death or you're just so uncomfortable you might actually do something about it. Right. And anybody who's allowing you to get to that pain is enabling your uh, continuing your lifestyle, yeah. whether it's your parents or society or whoever. Right. I mean, just to cite an obvious example, if I showed up stoned, you know, high on the pot, which is legal now in a lot of places, if I showed up injecting weed, if I showed up stoned every day and my work really suffered, and, uh, and and my employers just thought, well, you know, he's got a habit. He's, you know, he's. Uh, I'm just stoned. It's 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 a disease or whatever. I would just keep smoking pot. Period. If somebody said to me, "Hey, Joe, next time you show up for work stoned, you're fired. Good luck finding more work too," I would quit because I need a job. We this mistaken idea that enabling is compassion. Well, it's, you know, we're going to reap what we've sown, although those of us who haven't willingly sown this crap are not super happy about living amidst filth and crime and danger and and just the, the human tragedy of it. I look at some of these young junkie twerps who are ruining their, their lives, and I that's terrible. I feel bad about that. But I think as a grown-up, I understand if I keep doing their homework for them, they're not going to learn. 
Sometimes, you know, do you like the expression, you got to be cruel to be kind? How about you have to let people suffer the consequences of their actions or they will never lead responsible lives? If we decide the vast majority of the homeless problem is drug addicts, then we got a, we got a completely different problem than what I thought. Yes, Sean? Like surgeons, sometimes you must cut in order to heal. Oof. Very nice. Huh? Very right. nice. No? Yeah. Well, and, and the point we've made uh, on a number of other occasions, and you have to know this, this is so important, is if you check into like a really reputable drug rehab place and you want desperately to quit, the chances of you being successful are very small. There's People strike out a lot more than they get base hits in that oh, world. Oh, by far. You gotta, often you have to try and try and try again. Um, if you are forcing somebody into it and they have no intention of quitting and they're just there because you made them go there, the chances are practically zero. They'd be close to zero. It'd be low single digits would be my guess. So before you all vote for zillions of dollars to like take the junkies who are laying around the parks of Seattle making the formerly glorious city just ugly... Same, you know, I'm looking at you, San Francisco. First cop um, I called after the guy threatened to rape and kill my kids and me. First cop I called said, well, you know, the real tragedy is we don't have some place for this guy to go. First words out of his mouth after this guy threatened to kill and rape my kids. That cop. Next cop was great, but that guy, screw him. You're a fool. Sir. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, congressional gridlock, the subject of a Trump tweet. Nancy Pelosi's 60 Minutes interview will give you a preview. And it's a great day for stockholders like Positive Shot and possibly millions of others. I'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, Jimmy. Awesome. <laughs> so all that's on the way and uh, and some other jocularity. Huh? Some levity? Why not? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I got something good to tease, too. If I can't talk, if I got a mouthful of nuts. Unprofessional at best. Oh, it is. Disgusting. I'll finish chewing. Shameful. Reprehensible. Scurrilous. Jack will continue chewing, and when he's done gorging himself like a beast, he'll tell us what's to come on the show. Right now, Marshall Phillips has our headline. All right, President Trump urging Democrats to forget about the Mueller report and, quote, get back to real legislating. Trump citing the situation at the southern border in a tweet this morning. He also quoted Georgia Republican Doug Collins saying Democrats don't like the results of the Mueller report, so now they're trying everything else. Time to get busy. God, I'm tired of hearing about the Mueller report. Meanwhile, congressional gridlock is one of the things Leslie Stahl quizzed Nancy Pelosi about during her 60 Minutes interview for this Sunday. Pelosi saying, you know, there's... There's plenty of things both parties can work on. There's always been bipartisan support for Dreamers, bipartisan support for gun safety, bipartisan support for infrastructure. But why doesn't anything get done? Well, it, we, we just started. We just started. It was three months since we were in, in office. But you're talking about 100 days. Pre- this president's been in office for two years plus, and we've been here three months. Then Pelosi went on to add, Hey, May I introduce you the idea of the power of the speaker is to set the agenda. We didn't have a speaker who would bring a gun bill to the floor. We didn't have a speaker who would bring a dreamer's issue to the floor. We do now. And that's a very big difference. The power of the speaker is awesome. Awesome. We'll see. I'll check Super. that out. Sunday night on 60 yeah. Minutes. So here's, uh, here's my tease that I would have teased if I didn't have a mouthful of food. Yes. 
Um, yesterday, I don't know if this was ill-gotten, but the behind-closed-doors testimony of Amber Heard, Johnny Depp's ex-wife, oh, yeah. about how he used to beat her up. Wow. And and I thought, you know, this isn't really our thing. We stay away from this sort of grim stuff. But it was pretty interesting to listen to her being grilled with the lawyers in the room and what you would have to deal with if you tried to come forward with a story like this. Mm. I thought that was I thought it was something more people ought to be aware of. What you're stepping into. Huh. Be prepared. I mean, she's the victim, I think. Of something, yeah, and the way, and the way, well, we'll play it for you coming up in a yeah. little bit. I've heard she's nuts, but remember, that's what she's, Harvey Weinstein used to yeah. pass around about women who uh-huh. would resist his rapine uh, urges. She's very believable in this video, and she doesn't do the fake crying, which I was expecting. The I can barely talk because I'm so upset. She doesn't do that at all, right? But anyway, that that on the way. The monster storm that's hammering the middle of the country right now. More than two feet of snow reported in South Dakota and Wyoming. Top wind gust from this storm was in Pueblo, Colorado. Hit 107 miles an hour. That's breezy. Winds gusting to 70 miles an hour in Duluth. The winds were so strong in the storm that they brought dust from New Mexico all the way to Minnesota, making the snow dusty there. I, I think uh, New Mexicans probably ought to head north and, and do a little dusting. It's only fair. I got a Game of Thrones question. So is this like just set in the Middle Ages, or is this a different planet, or what? What is what is going on? No, there? it's Earth. It's Middle Ages. Yeah, but well, we didn't have dragons, or at least I haven't found them. Or ice zombies. No, it, it, it is <laughs> arguably <laughs> it is set within the backdrop of. It seems very earthy, but it's not playing by the same rules of Earth, right? So, like, winters can exist for decades. Okay. Uh, seasons yeah. don't transgress in the same way. There's beasts and magic and time travel. Like, it, but that, it, it doesn't you play. Have never with... been to the Yukon, Sean? It's cold there for long periods of time, and there's magic. Well, magical scenery. Um, <laughs> well, right. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, what do you call it, uh, magic realism. Yeah. Okay. But set with the, the, the top weapons of the day outside of the dragons are swords and axes right. and battle hammers, things like gotcha. that. Well, any, uh, any gore in this show? Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Oh, oh, my God. How many innards would you like to see? <laughs> oh, my God. Old boobs and gore. That's what I call the show. <laughs> boobs? Um, oh, plenty of them, Michael. Walt Disney shares are rocketing to an all-time high in early trading after the company moved aggressively into the streaming arena. Disney Plus, the streaming service, launches November 12th. It'll be $6.99 a month. Content includes all the Disney classics, original I mean, shows, just and tell movies. me the day it starts, and I'll sign up that day. Me and a lot of parents. That'll be November the 12th. God, the kids' shows on Netflix now are so freaking weird. Don't let your kids, if you don't know this, don't let your kids watch Netflix like they used to. The stuff on there is so weird. Mm. It's weird Japanese animation with no story or plot. It's just... It's craziness. In Flashing to, lights and fleeting yeah, images. Yeah. And yeah. In addition to the top line, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and all the Disney classics, they, they are also including the full catalog of all the, the past seasons of shows from their Disney channel, which is all very kid-friendly. Right. Wow. And awesome. some of their light. So I, I heard Can't wait. 3,000 episodes from their Disney Channel library available on launch. And just got the one dwarf on Game of Thrones. That's true. Anyway. Ah, dwarf. 
Disney's planning to also spend more than a billion dollars on more original content in fiscal 2020 just for the streaming service. Mm, I bet they're looking for ideas. I got an idea. I got a talking bear, and he's got a sidekick. It's a <laughs> oh, wait a minute. A mule of some sort. Of <laughs> talking mule. Again. Oh, Dis- the bear talks. Does mule talk? Is a mule a regular mule? Let me think about it for a second. Mule doesn't talk. Oh, Does the bear oh. ride a mule or just walk along the side? <laughs> it's like a pen and teller thing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so they do magic. I like it. One last note. TV talker Wendy Williams is having a very tough year. She is done now with Kevin Hunter. Williams and Hunter have been married for nearly 22 years. They Speaking share of freaky, a son. You ever watch Wendy Williams? Yep. You probably haven't because you have a job. Record it sometime. You won't believe that this human being exists and has a talk show. (laughs) Wow, what a strange-looking character she is. Her face is practically Michael Jackson territory. Exhibit A in the Department of Too Much Work. Yeah. She's got boobs the size of a person with a giant head. I mean, just, just, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on there. And then she wears clothes to it. So you got this Michael Jackson face. Right. Way too much work. Right? Oh, the whole thing is nuts. Anyway, yeah. so she's gone off the rails. Speaking of rehabs and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Williams served her husband with divorce papers at 6.30 a.m. Thursday morning after reports broke that he and his longtime mistress welcomed their first child. Apparently, Williams... That'll throw a wrench in a marriage, no doubt about it. Williams left the sober house she'd been staying in to go out drinking. That's she, a good idea. You don't want to get drunk at the sober house. She's frowned upon, from my understanding. <laughs> yeah. She was reportedly hospitalized and is now back in the Queen's home, the sober house. Hey, I'm off to a total one more. Anybody need anything? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> no? All right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Making a beer run from the Silver House. Me and my Michael Jackson face are going to go down to the bar, get a little hammered. Then, we'll, in. then when I'm done, I'm going to come back to the Silver House. Probably not completely sober. And then drunkenly cry with shame. But as I said, your husband having a baby with his mistress, mistress will throw a wrench in your marriage. Sure. Stressful, no doubt. There are issues to deal with. Yep. Is this Game of Thrones music? It is. It's just this Game of Thrones would music. It, would a this dragon is, fly over my head at this point? This is on a loop on my house for the past week and a half. <laughs> just getting prepared. Just all, just gearing up, sharpening my swords. Do you and your friends get together and like throw on furs and stuff like that to watch the show? <laughs> we slash each other. We roast a uh, large quantities of meat, right? <laughs> Drink mead. <laughs> Invite a number of prostitutes. Boy, uh, I don't remember paying. <laughs> ladies and maybe men too. If you go up against the r- people with good lawyers, rich and powerful, this is what it's going to sound like for you. I thought this was interesting. Okay. Amber Heard going up against Johnny Depp, the famous actor. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. She's an actress, well-known. I don't know if I would... I, mostly famous for a lot of us, I think, because she was married to Johnny Depp and right. says all these things about him. So Johnny Depp's a pretty famous actor, and most recent in my mind, well, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is one of the biggest movie franchises in the history of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that weird ad where he was burying his jewelry out in the desert for his cologne. But right. anyway, 
Oh, you didn't get that? I thought it was beautiful. So his wife of a, of, of a not very long, couple of years, but um, in the first year, he started beating her up according to her. And um, and and she went so far as to put a uh, write an op-ed for the Washington Post where she talked about what a monster he is and the terrible things that he would do. And so that as that can be damaging to your career as a pop culture icon, Johnny Depp uh, sued her for $50 million. Wow. And this is, I don't know all the legal wranglings and terms, <laughs> stuff like this, whatever this is here. This is a deposition or something. There's lawyers Probably. from both sides there. Right. And she's telling her story. There's, there, there, it just sounds like there's a few people in the room. It's not a jury or anything like that. But I thought this was an interesting idea of what you're going to get into if you go up against somebody rich and powerful with your story. Because we keep hearing, you know, I didn't think anybody believed me or I, I was afraid I'd get crushed by his lawyers or whatever. And I'm always thought, yeah, I guess I kind of believe. It just seems to me if you're being abused by somebody, you got to. But then I this this came out yesterday. I think this was leaked. I don't think this is supposed to be seen. Hmm. But this is Amber Heard trying to tell her story. Uh, it's just all you see is her face up against a blue wall in a little room. Most best in the history of your relationship with John. Answer it however you feel you wish to. Thank you. One time... Um, Johnny was hitting me, and he was hitting me hard and repeatedly, and I was screaming. Security walks in, and they don't do anything about it. And there, he, 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 he makes this motion uh, when Jerry Judge yells, Fox, or uh, Sean, I can't remember who it was. And, um, and my... All we had was a little bit of separation, and my sister runs down the stairs. Uh, it's uh, we're on a landing in between two flights of stairs. Miss Hurd, I must interrupt you, you because can't. I've you asked you a yes then or no withdraw question. Your, withdraw your question then, because Ms. she's Heard, answering. Prior to today's date, um, had had any time has Johnny? Have you ever hit Johnny Depp? You've already asked, and she's already answered, and you interrupted her. Ms. Hurd, have you ever hit Johnny Depp prior to today? Jerry Vegas at times. Everyone on this side of the room, please. Objection 352. It's not relevant to this domestic violence pursuit. And so, thank you, Your Honor. And I can play a little more of it if you want, or not. But I just Ugh. so she's sitting there, and she's clearly trying to hold it together. Right. As you'd be telling a story you don't even want to think about, let alone tell everybody else about, probably. And you got people screaming at you, and screaming back and forth, and they're trying to make you into the bad person. Right. <clears throat> now, I don't know what's going on here. She could be. But if you are honestly the victim of something, you would go up against this with people screaming at you and trying to turn it around where you're the one that's, that's the, 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 the evil one. It would be awful. Sure. I can see why a lot of people who aren't as, uh, you know, as, as, comfortable as her, would find it really difficult oh, yeah. to stand up to that and not just fall apart. Will I be a happier person letting it go or going through that process? People decide right. all the time, oh, yeah. I'll be a happier person, have a better life if I just let it go. And I've heard and people say that. that, and I never, qu- I thought, well, okay, I can kind of see it. Listening to that, and it goes on and on, oh, with yeah. more yelling, I thought, okay, I fully get it now. Who would want to go through that? If you think there's a chance you're going to come out the other end as as everybody thinks you're the person that was in the wrong, mm-hmm. or it does no good whatsoever, and then even if you do win, what? 
I'm away from them. I should just live my life. Now. I can see how you'd make that decision. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can see why you go forward, too, because you, you feel like the guy ought to be punished and you don't want him to do it to other people. Uh, it she, becomes your life, though. It becomes your hobby. It's your free time. It's what you think about as you're going to bed and when you wake up in the morning. It's a fight for a very, very long time. And that's a drag, man. That's a real drag. I really hate that whole lawyerly, yes or no, please. Like yeah. that. Uh, roll, roll just a little more of that. Answer it however you want to, including the way you were just... I'm asking for a yes or no answer. You don't have to answer it the way she wants you to answer it. He was about to push my sister down the stairs. She was attempting to break us up. I am protective over my baby sister. When he laid hands on her, I don't know what I did. But I know I jumped in between the actions that I saw could lead to a fatal injury to my sister. She was standing on the top of a flight of the stairs, and she has never hurt anyone in her life, and she does not deserve to be pushed down the flight of stairs. And it looked like she was about to be. And I would have done what anybody who has a child or a sister would have done. I acted defensively in her life. I saw her standing on top of a flight of the stairs and trying to interrupt. So just, just you know... To the extent that this means anything, does she sound believable to you? She sounds incredibly believable to me. Yeah. I realize she's a professional actress. Yeah. But a lot of these professional actresses, they do that whole crying talking thing when they're telling their stories. And then I didn't know what I could do. And then somebody asks you a question. Oh, yes. Oh, and then I didn't know what I was. So at least she's not doing that. Mm. But um, she says that he was, uh, we referred to him as the monster when he would start drinking. He would not remember his delusional and violent conduct after he came out of his drunken or medicated state. Because I loved him, I believed his multiple promises that he could and would get better. Um, talk about getting on a private jet to fly to Boston. He shows up already drunk, clutching a bottle of champagne. On the flight, Johnny ordered the flight attendants to give him an oxygen tank and drank heavily. That's when you're setting yourself up for a party weekend. <laughs> I'm going to need a little O2. <laughs> Give me an oxygen tank right. and a bottle of vodka. Whoa! <laughs> We're hitting the town, baby! Oxygen. <laughs> what are you doing with that, dude? Johnny's handlers told me that he was upset that I was filming a movie with a romantic scene with James Franco. Soon, Johnny began to throw things at me. Instead of reacting to his behavior, I simply moved seats. That didn't stop him. He provocatively pushed a chair at me as I walked by, yelled at me, taunted me, kicked me in the back, knocked me down, screamed obscenities, etc., etc. She has a lot of stories with a lot of detail. You know, they could be made up, but I don't know. Just to the extent that it sounds believable, sounds believable to me. Would it be hard to believe Johnny Depp was a crazy person? No. Well, um, especially when he if he gets drunk. I mean, yeah, we've known people like that. Yeah. And a guy who idolizes Hunter Thompson. I mean, I love Hunter Thompson as a writer, but he was a, a, a lunatic. He was a dangerous nut. And then if you come forward and try to tell that story, even though you, I mean, I'm sure she's got good legal defense and everything like that, better than a lot of people would be able to mount against their boss or spouse or whoever, right. you're going to end up in a situation like that with the lawyers yelling at you like that. Yeah. That'd yeah. be rough. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear more of that. It would feel so incredibly unfair. Well, well, you're and, being accused and yelled at when all you've done is marry the wrong guy. Right, right. Well, and as a lot of people have gone through the justice system or been involved in a situation like that, come to realize, oh, these people are completely uninterested in the truth. The, the truth is an afterthought, if it's thought of at all. They're just trying to get the phrases out of me that they can then bludgeon me with, even if it leads to a terrible injustice, you know. Theoretically, the judge is there in the interest of justice, so he'd be an exception. 
theoretically. But did you ever ugly, hit him? He ugly. was attacking me. He was attacking my sister. I don't even know what I did. I was just, did you if hit I, him or if not? If I didn't, I, I should have. Right. Yeah. yeah, that would be ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah, Oof. nastiness. So now for something completely different. Uh, Julian Assange talked about that earlier today. Santa Claus looking uh, hacker guy. Um, Santa Claus looking hacker guy. Hmm. Just, you know, brief summary. He, um, (laughs) the U.S. is just charging him with conspiracy to hack into computers, which is five years max. Pretty small thing. Spending probably tens of millions of dollars eventually to get a guy who's going to do a tenth of the time of old Laurie Lachlan from the TV. I mean, that seems a little crazy. You leave Aunt Becky out of this. The way this one ends, nobody knows. And as I just leapfrog from lily pad to lily pad, speaking of uh, the college bribery thing, there's a story out today about Bill Clinton uh, calling and, and bullying a scholarship commission to get Chelsea's boyfriend at the time on a, a super auspicious scholarship uh, at Stanford. And, well, he was at Stanford, and it's like a super elite among Stanford people scholarship, and he was calling in strong arming the people involved in the the charitable foundation and the rest of it, and they were all calling each other. Yeah, I just got a call, and the president was yelling at me. All these super powerful rich people, their kids are so much smarter than us. They go to Stanford's and Harvard's and Yale's and Georgetown's, and then their boyfriends and girlfriends get in also. Yeah, they're amazing. all just so much more talented than us, right? That they get into those universities. Yep. But I always assume that's the way it works. Again, what I, I honestly feel part sorry for people who legitimately are standouts and get in because this has hurt them forever. In the way they'll be looked at. Cast a shadow, Jack. Shadow casters. Shadow of shame. Shame shadow. Don't be ashamed. Come into the light, my friends. <laughs> shame shadow. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 